pharma corporations and the medical establishment to be directing your money to where they want it to go. Where do you put your money to influence the world for the better? What about sending some of your money and resources to WBAI and Pacifica for the influence it can have on the world? When resources come into WBAI and Pacifica, how can they best be directed within the Pacifica environment to improve programming, attracting audiences, or to promote good shows already here? This is what's up for discussion. Give us your thoughts. Zoom in by computer or by Zoom. Go to WBAI's town hall webpage for the Zoom link information and phone number sign-in information. Tune to WBAI. I want my freedom. New York. Ah, ah. 99.5 FM. You gotta get me my freedom. Streaming on www.wbai.org. Freedom of Speech Radio. Night shift again. 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 I'll be damn late. Now, where are my people? 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 Where are my people?
talking about it, and I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, talking about this. Uh, I saw something, they saw something. There was a, a lot of light. That's all I know. Sponsored Radio, WBAI, and this is Night Shift. I'm Mike Sargent. I'm here with the imitable Leanne Lord. In, inimitable. That's a, inimitable. That's a, that's a yes. lovely SAT word. Yes, it is. This, uh, is. this is an educational show. This is an educational show, and words is going to be the focus of show because we brought on the premier wordsmith. And let's just see if we can bring her in. Is, are, are, are you there? Dr. Kelly 
Elizabeth Wright, are you, can can you you can speak? You can unmute yourself. Are you there? Can you hear us? Can she hear us? I don't know if she can hear us. Can you hear us? Can you hear us now? You still can. You can or you cannot. I can now. Yes. Hi. Can now. Yes. Well, we just did a whole intro for you and everything to to, to set you up as the the the, the wordsmith supreme. So, haven't, heard, haven't heard a thing yet. Okay. This evening. All right. <laughs> Good evening. Okay. All right. So, well, so you were dancing to music that wasn't playing is basically what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so, I have to ask you now, do you have headphones? Are you wearing headphones? I am. Oh, wow. I hear an echo. Do I do, hear, too. You hear an echo? What do you think <laughs> that is? Um, echo? That's probably what it is. All right, so we do have a uh, a theme this this morning or, or this evening, I should say, because it's not morning, and the theme is is one that's been brought about because wow, that echo is really. I hear it too. You hear it too. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. It's I hear the echo. I wonder if yeah, it's it's I don't know where it's coming from. Okay. All right. Anyway, here here's what it is. Uh, okay, I still hear the even when I turn down the computer, I hear the echo. What do you what do you think that is, Leanne? Je ne sais pas. I Je don't know. Pas. Okay, all right. So we'll just have to deal with the echo. We'll just have to sound like we're more important than we are. So there is a theme, and the theme is really inspired by what's going on today. And there are a lot of things that are going on today. The theme is homophones, homographs. And homophobia, the subtitle or the sub theme being words that are the same but different and how words can alter the narratives of our lives. Now, if that sounds like a heady sentence, it's not. It's not in any way. And I, I think, uh, Dr. Kelly Wright, as a racial you don't disagree, do you? Not terribly. <laughs> Not terribly. Okay. So, well, that's what we're going to get into tonight. And, and there are a few things in particular that I want to play that, that inspired this. And one of the things that's happened, of course, is that news now and, and the news cycle uh, really kind of begins in social media. You know, where something happens and you hear about it in social media mm -hmm. and it becomes a thing. Yes. And and one of the things about having uh, a racial linguist now, for those who don't know what a racial linguist is, what 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 the hell is a racial linguist? Dr. Wright, what is that? What are you? So I study how the body and language interact. Essentially the way you move through the world and how you use language, you, you can't use language without a body. Um, so racio-linguistics, it sounds like the only thing we're interested in is race, but it's just where it started. Okay. Well, it is where it started. Well, that's kind of what I want to get into here because I feel like we're in an age now where not just language is is I mean, I, I guess language is always changing and always evolving, but very specifically now we're we're being cut off from learning about certain things. So it means that, that there are narratives that are approved, there are narratives that are okay. And then, you know, there's there's a term that I wanna ask you about, uh that you know better than anybody else. Um, uh, but uh, we're going to get to that. But first, for those who don't know, what is a homophobe? You're asking me. Of course, I am asking you. 
Um, so, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> she says it's a phone in her dictionary. She has she has a dictionary, by the way. Okay, so shameless plug. Go ahead. I don't have a dictionary. I homophones are words that sound the same but have different meanings. Okay, so that's a homophone and and has different meanings where meaning because now let's let's take the example that really uh inspired this show the word woke in the black community the word woke meant one thing and it meant one thing during the black lives matter movement and it went it meant something but now for the right as it were it's it means something else and we're going to get into that a little bit but would that be is that a homophone No. I'm asking Dr. Kelly Wright. I want to know. Lolian is answering. So. Well, no, no. I want to know why it isn't. That's what I want to know. All right. The audience can't see here. Leanne is staring into the sky. I'm sorry. I, is, that, was that, is that a me question? Because that, I, no, I want to really... know. I want to know what you think because I am also like, yeah, I don't I, like the ambush. Go ahead. I, <laughs> okay. So I... I I don't think as we define homophone, homonyms, whatever, um, I don't think that falls under that definition. I think, and I don't know if there is a word that encompasses this, but when a word has one meaning at one point and then evolves and transforms to mean something else. Um, and I don't know what you what you call that, but words evolve and change all the time. Like, you know, to say the word gay in my grandmother's time meant happy. It stopped meaning that <laughs> necessarily uh, many, many, you know, decades later. So words do um, take on different meanings and not that gay isn't still doesn't still mean happy. It's just not how colloquially we give that its primary definition. So I feel like folks stole woke and turned it around to use it against people. And I don't know what you call that. I don't know how what that word is when people do that. What is yeah. there is there yeah. a word for that? Yeah, it's called change. <laughs> everybody that is the technical term i, love I mean it. it really is it's literally that i mean there's a significant portion of linguistics that studies language change semantics you know or like about the study of like meaning and how it changes over time changes over time language is an evolving mm -hmm. system it yes. changes over time it's continuous and ongoing language evolution is continuous and ongoing um but to get i mean is woke a homophone no it's a homograph. Okay, now please define so, what a homograph is. <laughs> because, and again, like, and and really, it's like, but basically, it's not. I mean, at, at the at its most basic level, you could lump it in. But what Leanne said is more accurate to talk about what is happening with woke because essentially, it's not, it's not a different word or it's not used in this different way, like. What's happening with like a homophone, we're talking about like it's and it's like with an apostrophe, right? Like I-T-S versus I, 
T apostrophe S and that's different words. That's the same sound with a different meaning. That's a homophone. That was your original question. The woke is the same form, right? It's the same shape. The homograph is something you would write down that has, maybe it has the same sound too, but it's got a different meaning. It's the same shape with different meanings, right? So you can think of like a fan as somebody who's like an admirer versus an appliance. (laughs) (laughs) Right? A fan. So woke, this example of like woke, meaning one thing to one group, you said what it means to whom that was like your follow-up, like to whom or where, right? Okay, like that is like, but the point, but the point Leanne made was it's more of a when, And that is the difference is because when we're talking about homographs, all of these different options for same shape, different meaning are operating at the same time. And everybody uses them at the same, all, all over the place. People are talking about admirers and appliances willy nilly in all places of all ages at all Mm -hmm. times and all socioeconomic, whatever's everybody's got friends and you know, are gets hot. Right. Okay. (laughs) So that is like a thing that does change and like certainly evolves, but it's not like quite the same as this one word that gets used differently because like the world, like it's, it, it doesn't like refer in the same way because like the world, like it evolved in one way by like one group or certain people to like refer out to the world and that world doesn't exist anymore. So you can't like refer to it, you know? This, this thing about like appropriation, like it's a really messy topic for me because you all know, like I work on like profanity and censorship and when I get into like law, um, where it's like, when I have to sit down and say like, what's fair for us to say? <laughs> when it, it really does come into this who and when questions, mm-hmm. which become, it's a, it's a very short list of stuff we can actually, I think like equitably prohibit. Okay, well, I, I love everything that you're saying, but now let me ask you this. Now, coming back to the social media and how something spreads, because uh, as as we everybody knows, woke has become you know sort of a dog whistle. It's, it's kind of lumped into like we know what they're saying, we know what they mean when they say it. Anything that that is critical of white folks. So. My question is, or, or, and, and, and this is for both of you, were you surprised, and first, did you see, and were you surprised when this author, uh, Bethany Mandel, was on a show, and she was asked to define woke, and did you see that? I did not. Did you see it? Yes, she did. All right, so... Alia. This is going to go viral. Yeah, this is going to go right. So I'm going to play didn't it right it now. I no, mean, I'm, I, I'm I saw that something somebody was so, asked to but I didn't see the clip. I'm going to I'm going to play it to you. Fantastic. I'm going to play it to you right now. Okay. So this is an author who was on a show and and uh, the the black female host asked her the question that, you know, I think should have been asked. So, here we go.
consider themselves very liberal and probably fewer of them consider themselves to be woke. And so, you know, when, when well, we talk about traditional... What does that mean to you? Re- could, could, would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple of times and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that... Um, I. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to totally reimagine and redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, Sorry, it's it's hard to explain in a 15-second soundbite. Yeah, look, Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm not mad at her. <laughs> You're not mad at her? No. Why? Talk to me. She was honest. That she couldn't explain it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I could explain I it. I wish more people were honest and go, you know what? No, I don't I don't know how to say this or I don't know. Okay, but she's I'm writing like a book about it. She's she wrote a book, a book about it. it. She has an entire chapter devoted to what woke means, but she couldn't oh. answer it. Oh, well, all right then. Then I retract my my yeah. I was trying yeah. to be charitable. I understand. And I appreciate compassionate. that. Yeah. I understand. It was a, when You're a saying if it was just some wa- if it was a gotcha question, right? Yeah, exactly. But it should not have been a gotcha question to somebody who wrote the book. No. Wrote, or wrote uh, a, a book, book on a subject. Was she not prepared for the... Well, now you see here, that brings up the question. This is what I wanted to ask uh, Dr. Wright here. Like, what, what what's your take then? I mean, to, to have a word then start to... Uh, a word to define something you can't even define, something that defines a fear that you can't even define. What What's your take on that? And, and what is that all about? To whom have you addressed this question, sir? Dr. Uh, Wright. Okay. Dr. Wright. Well, okay. I mean, I don't know exactly where, like, where that like fear part comes out of that commentary. I, I feel like... All right. So you don't think... I, all right. I, I could tell you, but go ahead. Please answer in your own way. Um, well, I think I, I, I do want to say I definitely agree with what you said, Leanne, like, like that if it was like not somebody who was familiar that... Like that kind of answer of like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't have a thing. I don't, I can't, I can't like get into this is like a good thing to do. Um, Cause sometimes it's better to like give a no answer than a bad one. <laughs> right. And anyway. Um, Her first answer to be funny should have been, okay, that this means you have to buy my book. Because <laughs> right. I have a whole chapter and we have a time limit here you know and and i i I don't want to mislead your audience because this is a deep deep subject and woke means different things to different people and we cut to commercial (laughs) but she should have been more prepared yeah yeah um to say the least okay so what i'm sorry mike what's the question about like how does it come um What's the question? About All right. I, I guess the question was for me, and, and to me, it suggests to me, like the, the, you say, wh- where's the fear come into that conversation? I mean, when you hear... Th- all the conversations about woke and where woke comes to die and wokeism and how everything is too woke, it's, it's, it's something bad. It's, it's woke. What, what, what? Yet somebody who is an expert who's on shows talking about being woke can't even define it. 
So I'm saying, you know, here's a word that meant one thing is now means something else, but it's not even something that can even be defined. So what do you call that? <laughs> you know, I would say she's mistaken. Right. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I haven't read any, any of this person's scholarship, but I, I would, I would say that this person's mistaken that there, there are certainly definitions for this word. Yes, that it, very it, it shows up in, yes. in many reference materials. So yes. I don't, this is what I say when I don't, when I'm like, I don't understand your question, um, is because this, this person seems ill-informed to me. Um, that I think, and, and I don't think that people, you, the people who are currently labeling many things as woke, um, are doing that necessarily out of fear. I don't think that that behavior is new. Um, how is it different than what people are labeling as communist? <laughs> you know, in, in generations, this is the, this is the thing. Or, or, or when we were looking at terrorism, um, you know, in, in, in the turn of the millennium, this, uh, it's not. Um, it's just today's bug there. The, the 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 linguistics of it, the actual when I when I look at like the practice, it's not exceptional. Um, and so, and I don't, and, and, and because of that to me, I don't think, I don't think that it's necessarily motivated by one thing or another. I think that it has to do with the ways in which power manifests through discourse. Hmm. And that's my short answer. May I, Mr. Sergeant? Yes, please. Um, again, I, I'm being super charitable here. It is very possible that one can be a good author and not a good interviewee, a good communicator, um, which is sad, you know, because if you're going to be on a, on a show, you, you need some, uh, some press prep, you know, how, how to do that and talk about your own work. Um, but I, I will be charitable and say some authors aren't great at that sort of thing. Um, but I, liken it to how this word has been taken over and it is said at times with such vitriol I feel like certain folks say that word the same way their ancestors might have said the word abolitionist so today we find someone you know we look historically and, ab and being an abolitionist or, or being about the abolition movement was considered admirable we have to remember there was a time when that was against the law of the land and people that were doing that were considered enemies how dare you and so abolitionist was said, was said with anger and vitriol and how dare you challenge our way of life and our laws. I feel that's how people get to say woke. And I, I have seen on social media, some people go as far as saying that they substitute woke is substituted for the N word. I've seen that, too. Well, now that that's what I'm getting at, where a like, word that becomes co-opted and it just it just means so many different things. But I think it's all tied into what you said. It's yes. an abolition. It's 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 this. It's against me. It's anything woke that against makes me. Right. their whoever they they are their way of life 
uncomfortable. Anything that that makes you, you know, angry, uncomfortable. We're talking about change. Um, it's woke. And if I may, I had an incident. Um, I was um, hosting an online show and I was quoting actually some materials from the author I was introducing. And I, I she wrote a book. The, the book was called um, uh, uh, The Gory Details. And essentially, um, for example, if you did not grow up eating insects, you think that's gross. But there are people that that is part of their culture. That is their way of life. Yes, it's, it's, it's protein. It's great. It's nourishing. And I said, well, as a bug phobic person, I, I, I find that that's not for me, but that's very on brand for, um, uh, you know, Western culture. I was really talking about me. You know, I am in, I'm part of Western culture. Uh, I'm not exempt from it. I find eating bugs to be not appealing. Somebody in the comments said, Leanne, please stop with the woke BS. Whoa. It makes Whoa. you sound silly. Whoa. Now you see, now I just have to say they did the same thing. Pink Floyd released like whatever the 50th anniversary of one of their albums dark side of the moon okay dark side of the moon always had a prism coming out of yeah a triangle but because that okay. rainbow oh good Lord. has come to represent you know mm -hmm. diversity of uh yeah, you know, gen exactly a gender parity all these things it's come to represent that is right. against an ideology they, they said the exact same thing to Pink Floyd. Well, I, what I realized is that this person wasn't listening. They heard a word that then they felt a way about it. So instead of listening, because I didn't pull this out of thin air, I pulled this out of the work from the author. So I responded immediately and as kindly as I could, because this is still a job. That snap didn't sound kind. No, it so was you know. not. <laughs> but I, I was like, wow, is that where you got stuck? Breathe. Mm. We gonna be okay. Is that what you said? Yes, I did. Damn. Not because my by that point my author was on screen doing her presentation because this was all virtual. Um, I typed that in the comments, and here's how fat how here's how angry I was. There were typos in it. What? Mm. My pro this person responded again, and my producer saw what was going on. He went in and dismissed what she was doing, but not mm. before I could screenshot what she had done. And I said, "Let me. I'm very angry." But let maybe this is nothing. So I let it sit for a few days, and I was still angry, but but calmer. And I'm like, you know how you put something in your Amazon cart? Do I really want this? And then after two days, you don't. Nah, I'm still mad. I, the, the anger was still in my Amazon cart. So I reached out to the executive director of the organization with my screenshots. This is what happened. Within the hour, they had looped in their attorney, the organization's attorney. Because I put what I wanted as redress. I wanted this person banned, which I knew they were not going to do. That, like, I started with that, banned permanently. Also, I would like language inserted into the website that lets people know there is a code of conduct on how we treat our guests and our host. And that's what they did for me and put that on the website with what will happen if you do not do this. Because if you let people slide on their nonsense, if they think that you are a pushover, which, you know... That's a life lesson right there. If you don't let people slide on their nonsense. Right, you cannot. Because she felt emboldened what to come see? at me with foolishness. And as some of the young folks say on the internet, you got the right one today.
Now, we see, I have to say, that's the thing now. The, the irony also to me of, of the whole anti-quote-unquote woke movement, which just... The anti-woke movement. The anti-woke movement, which in itself people, is okay, all those yeah. things mm-hmm. put together just as ludicrous to me, but is the idea that being aware or being conscious or pointing out things that they don't want pointed out, pointed out that, that you know, you're... you're what you were really doing in that moment was just acknowledging, like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't eat bugs. I don't eat bugs, but 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 <laughs> more is... power to people who do. Right. That that. But but that's one of the tenets of of uh, you know, uh, inclusion. Uh, so, you know, you're talking that. You know, but but woke but, stuff. but now we're coming down to definitions. Uh, you exactly. how you define woke? Exactly. Being aware of of people who have grievances and how can we think make make things more fair and equitable that's not what folks who are anti-woke are hearing they're hearing that we're coming for their gated communities because that's the fear i'm talking about that that dr right doesn't see it's not that i didn't you said you don't don't see it it. she didn't say that Come on, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm Kelly. You can you can speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I and it's not okay. But here, okay. But listen, uh, the woke mob and all of that. Like the people who say that the, the anti woke folks who say like that the woke mob, the alphabet mafia, like all of this are coming for their gated communities. Are you know um, <laughs> right? Like. Um, they're right. They let yeah. I mean, they're right about me. They're right about me. I want equal access to healthcare. I do not want pipelines leaking into ancient waterways, right? Like I want my neighbors to feel empowered that if they're gonna call for help, it's help that's gonna come. Do you know what I mean? Like the things that those people are afraid of, like if they're actually afraid of that and that's the way that they're using the word woke to label me and my actions and the things that I do, they use the word in the exact same way as me. There is absolutely no difference in meaning there. Mm. When I say get woke and they say you're woke, I say, yup. Yup. <laughs> they point out the same stuff that I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they look at everything, when they point around at everything and they say all of this stuff, you want all of this stuff? I say, yup. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and here's the thing. It's not that I'm not woke. But I'm like, ma'am, you didn't even use it correctly. You used it incorrectly and called out some oh, nonsense yeah, because yeah. of your fear. And we're not going, I'm not letting that well, what is slide. The, what is the opposite when it comes to words? What is the opposite of woke? Sleep. Asleep, I mean, exactly. It's like, so stay asleep. What the hell? Okay. So now, but, but what? Words exactly, exactly. Anti-woke is literally power. like stay blissfully asleep. ignorant, Stay right? asleep. Exactly. Blissfully ignorant. What were we going to say? No, I mean, it's it's what you and Kelly both know. Words and what we think those words mean have power. Like feminist. What does that mean? That word has been so, you know, shoved, pushed, pulled, distorted, whatever. You had women, a whole generation of women go, oh, no, I'm not feminist. Ma'am, you don't want all your money on the dollar? Well, yeah, I do. Well, then that's feminist. You know, you see, feminist became anti-man. 
anti-male. And that's, that what is, it, that's what listen, it morphed into. I want my door held. I want my door opened. I want to. I want my dinner paid for, but I also want all my money on the dollar. So guess what? Then I can maybe take you to dinner. Mm. How about that? I'm just saying. Now, I haven't even given out the number, but people are calling, just so you know. Are they really? Yes, they are. People are calling. Are they woke folk? I don't know. What? I don't know. No. I don't know. folks who want me to have don't all let, my money on the dollar. Mark, this is why I was like, don't. Do not. No. <laughs> no, this is a this is a woke station. What are you talking about? This I'm gonna get okay. Gonna get threats. <laughs> You're gonna get what? All right. So so let me ask you this now. So we we've talked about a homograph, a homophone, and you know we've talked a, touched upon homophobia, uh, and we we we've talked about words how they change how they in 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 i want to know if you you agree how they control the social narratives mm. and you mentioned women and and feminism and you know women in today's social narratives i mean it wouldn't be an, an exaggeration to say that women are under attack in this country and women's rights are under attack but uh i also feel that there are a lot of words that are used uh or and and i want to ask your thoughts on this Dr. Kelly Wright, uh, uh, how words can be used as part of the assault, as part of the, you know, just in how something is covered in the media where, uh, you know, a woman, uh, you know, just the way they will phrase a crime takes away certain, uh, let's just say, accountability of, of men. So I just want to get your thoughts on how words and women in today's social narratives of being Women's Month. Do you have any thoughts on this? Sure, yeah. Well, first I'll say that I don't think it's it's quite the whole picture to say that language controls the social narrative. Um, it's certainly a dialectic, right? So when we are using language, we're externalizing thought. Um, and so with our hands or <laughs> we're writing or we're using our mouths, our bodies in some way. Um, it's to get our thoughts out. And our thoughts are usually like observations about our environment and like the base level. So when we're observing our environment, our environment is like whatever social setting we're in. <laughs> right. And so like that social setting informs what language we produce because that's what we're observing. And so, and then that language falls into that environment and affects what happens there. It can, it, it moves the action forward and then we have more things to comment on. Right. Um, and observe, I mean, that's like, if you were going to hit pause on life and then, right. Um, so it's language and, and social change are all, it's all moving together. What, what was your question? <laughs> Your bigger question. Well, I keep that, doing just, this well, no, because okay. I want to clarify. I feel no, like no, no, it you doesn't matter clarify. for these, this and bigger point. That's why you're here to clarify. Uh, so yes, I, I, I guess my question was, uh, I wasn't quite saying that. That you were asking about how things get like weaponized or weaponized, how people are exactly. controlled. Um, yeah, I remember. Okay, that's so it. like with this idea of like women, um, being taken out of things with like crimes i think we can maybe look at um something like human trafficking 
or um, like missing and murdered indigenous women. Um, those those are certain narratives that if you look at their histories have really been, you know, sort of not, they're not standard narratives. They're, they've always been outside of the mainstream. They always prioritize, you know, majoritively affect women um, and younger women and women who are not white and are not necessarily American in this system. Um, I think we can also, you know, look at lots of, these like typical violent crimes, um, especially when they happen to sort of anyone that's kind of over a puberty age being referred to as a woman instead of a girl um, or a child, you know, somebody who's like actually under the age of consent. Um, a lot of these things are, when we talk about what linguistic justice looks like um, from like a policy at a policy level or like a federal level. It really is looking at editing these types of things when people go in and say, we need to like re-standardize our legal doctrine um, to make it more inclusive or more equitable. It's these kinds of edits that they're asking for is, you know, taking the he's and she's out and putting them's in. It actually makes code a lot shorter the legal code a lot shorter um when you put in things like when you change children you know when you make all of these things about children it actually makes the law a lot more streamlined so it's like it's things like that of you know when you take out obvious power imbalances it actually really does help in other ways it's not just about breaking things for that sake right <clears throat> Efficiency is there. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that was a very good answer. Um, well, let me ask you uh, another question. Um, one thing that has happened here is uh, one of the things that is happening here right now is, and we all know what's happening with education. Uh, and I want to know what your thoughts are. You know, you're you're a racial linguist, and and you talked about. You know, words, for instance, you know, you probably heard this story, uh, and I'm just going to read the headline, Elian, you probably heard it. Textbook removed references to race <sighs> in Rosa Parks lessons for approval in Florida. Now, what's your take on the impact of that? Because it's just a word, race. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this, Kelly? Your yeah. Face, your face says a lot. I. <sighs> and I feel you have a few things to say too, Leanne. Oh, 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 yes, Leanne does. Okay, go ahead. I. Leanne? <laughs> I can jump in if you, if you need. If you want to. It's hard for me to know where to start. I have a lot of feelings about this. I don't. Will it be successful over time? Um, I think is maybe my larger question for me. Um, it is. I, I, there are certainly things we've forgotten. There are certainly things that 
humans have done and attempted to record in all of time. There are things that we have carved in stone. There are things that have burned. There are people's lives and histories that were purposefully obscured, mm -hmm. right? There are things that we have forgotten um, that have been taken away from our history. Um, if it starts here, there's a chance that we could forget Rosa Parks was ever black, that we could forget that she ever existed. It's possible. Um, I would like to think that that couldn't happen, but I am certain that there are people that we have never known of that, oh yes, you know, people oh, yeah. never questioned would fall out of history. Um, eventually, though, every one of us will. It is a losing battle. So there's that to consider is the geologic time. Okay, that's uh, cheery. Uh, <laughs> Leanne, your thoughts on omitting Rosa Parks' race and then the, perhaps the, even the significance of keeping her in? Um, I, I, I'd like to actually take a, a slight step back. I do want to answer the Rosa Parks question, but mm -hmm. I want to take a slight step back, you know, uh, to your, your first question. And um, if I'm paraphrasing correctly, sort of the erasure of, of women and the, and the controlling of the narrative. Yes. There was a, um, a statistic that was released a week or two weeks ago about the increase in young girls, teenagers, uh, women, young women, young women reporting sexual assault. Uh, and a couple of things go into that number. Um, young ladies perhaps feeling more empowered to report. Um, I don't think it's an increase. I still think it's underreported. Uh, but the headline was, again, I'm paraphrasing, you know, sexual assault on the rise, sexual assault of girls on the rise. Instead of the headline right. being men are raping women, y'all. That's my point. Men that are was raping my point. girls. Yes, like, yes. Can or we, can we young women like... empowered to report sexual assaults after exactly. decades of feeling silent. Hello. Exactly. You know, but it's it's almost like this. It's this how, women women are being raped. Well, gee, who's doing that? <laughs> We're the that, mystery is that, open. Exactly. You know, let's exactly. let's call it what it is. And is that inflammatory? Yes. Well, after the and that's controlling the narrative. That's yes, controlling it is. the narrative. Because how many people don't even think to it. ask that question because it's so incredibly passive. Like it's just this thing exactly. that happens. It to happens to perhaps women. happen randomly. Sexual assault. So just it's right. not men it, attacking women. It's no. sexual assault. And I'm it's, not even uh, I'm not even thrilled with that blameless. term. Blameless. Say say rape. Thank you. Exactly. Because it's that is a horrible word exactly. for a horrible crime. In if you know, maybe if we could say what it is, we can then start doing something about now, it. You sounding woke now. You sound woke. I damn sure am. I damn sure am. Now, um, Rosa Parks, listen. <laughs> I hear some folks on, you know, and we'll, 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 I'll be charitable and say it's not just on one side going, well, why does it have to be about race? Why can't people just be people? I don't see color. Go sit down somewhere with that. Um, I would love it to not be about race. That'd be great. I would love it to not be about my gender. That'd be great. The reality is that there are systems in place 
Okay, and it, we don't have to have slave auction blocks. We don't have to have people wearing hoods for that to be a system that is still inequitably dealing with people who are of a certain hue, who are of a certain community. And so to try to take race out of a time in our country where it was of supreme importance. Well, now you it, see, it's it's uh, forgive me. It is whitewashing history. It is the essence of whitewashing history. But not only that, I'll, I'll add to that to say to to, you know, it's not like it was about race then. It's about race right now, right now, yeah. right now, yeah. right yeah. now, yeah. right now. And, and, and the more you are fighting about, let's pretend it wasn't about race is making you maybe not even acknowledge the fact that it is about race right in this moment. See, we want to believe that things are better. Who doesn't? Wait, who wants? Who's the we? Listen, a lot of people, a lot of well, talking about well, humans. Well, the people who mostly the people who have the luxury of forgetting. Mostly. For those of us who wake up in this skin and wake up in this body and do not have that luxury, you know, to go to our, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't blame gated communities. I got family that live in gated communities. You know, it's nice if you can get it. I lock my door. <laughs> okay. But you know, I, I actually draw this distinction between racist and, and prejudice. I, am I prejudiced? Absolutely. But how I feel about you does not affect your job does not affect where you live, does not affect who you love. I don't have that kind of power. Well, I think that that's one of the fears, too. I think that one of the fears of, of woke uh, is is <sighs> that we could do to them what they did to that's us. Always, listen, that is always the... I'm, oh, I'm sorry, honey. That is always the fear of the bully. Listen. Yes. There are... If we just count black folks, there's 13% of us. And I said this to you. Mm -hmm. Even if we were all lockstep on the same day in the same way, we couldn't get it done, y'all. We couldn't get it done. All right, now we loop in our Latino brothers and sisters. Okay, now that percentage goes up. Honestly, y'all, most folks just want to get up in the morning, have a good day, love and be loved. Can we do that? I, ain't I don't have time to oppress nobody. I don't. Because if I oppress you, then I got to spend my time doing that and I'm oppressed as well.
You are still tuned to listener-sponsored radio, WBAI 99.5 FM in New York and on the web at WBAI.org. I'm Mike Sargent. This is Night Shift. We are here talking with racial linguist Dr. Kelly Wright and author, comedian, cat mom, Leanne Lord. Cat, cat consort. Cat I don't, consort, I'm sorry. Because he grown. All right, well, it's a cat, it's a cat mama, one of your cat social mama, yeah, I, I try. So, uh, were you saying something when we went to music there, uh, Kelly? You were, you were saying something in response to, to what we were talking about. Did I miss a nugget? No, my dear. Okay, all right, so first of all, um, just to just because you know we're gonna we're gonna go and move into some word stuff that only Kelly could define, but uh, I did have a story. Um, there, there are a couple of life is like science fiction stories. Are, are you? I don't know if you're aware of these stories. Did you hear about the giant seaweed blob? Only from you. Did you? You heard about it? Kelly? Okay. Yeah. I, I have to say that is probably one of the most mind blowing stories I've ever heard. I'm, I'm going to play some of that story to you, but, but I have to say it's pretty mind blowing. So we'll talk about that now. Uh, if, since you both heard about that, did you hear about this story? This is very life is like science fiction. A student lost all his limbs after eating his roommates leftover noodles for lunch. As a consequence of eating the noodles or because his roommate hacked him to pieces? No, no. As a consequence for eating the noodles. It says here, this is... Botulism? That's a hell of an allergic reaction. I'm just going to tell you what happened. It says, one student tragically had to undergo multiple surgeries that will alter his life forever after eating some of his roommate's leftovers the next day. The frightful food in question, chicken noodles, had been left in the fridge overnight. In less than a day after eating the dodgy dish, the student fell extremely ill and had a plethora of health complications leading to the eventual amputation of all of his limbs. This this, this doesn't seem right. No, it does not. But uh, it's been dramatized in a medical journal here, and it says that... Uh, he had no known allergies. He had received his childhood vaccinations. He smoked two packs of cigarettes a week, and he wasn't a big drinker. But he was so ill that he had to be taken to intensive care by helicopter. So, there it is. Did you? Yeah. So, uh, it's, that, that's it's, expensive. it's a bacteria called, okay, I'm going to pronounce this. It's Neisseria meningitis. Meningitis. Mm. Meningitis. Yeah. Meningitis. Meningitis. Well, it's it doesn't mean it's different. Meningitis. Mm. Okay, it's meningococcemia. I think the real lesson here is, is if you is, didn't put it in the refrigerator, refrigerator you why you eat it? I agree with that. And that's, that's a hard lesson that he won't a, do it again. Well, I don't know that he can reach into the <laughs> fridge after this. So yeah, it's really so. Just that's really kind of. Life is like science fiction. I had to throw that in there. So, um, is this in, in the states? Is that is that here? No, that was in England. That happened in England. In the UK. Yes, wow. Okay, that happened. So, um, um, Kelly. Okay, I, I came across something as I was researching how words transform. Something they talked about the introduction introduction of new 
morphosyntactic values. Can you explain what that is, please? Yeah. For for the, for,、um, for the lay people here. It's not. It's. Not. <laughs> Morphosyntax is just about word parts and how they combine to make sentences.、Um, so,、um, uh, when you're saying add new, Well, um, just the introduction. I mean, I'm assuming that it means an introduction into language of new phrases that that. That's actually know, incredibly rare. Is it rare? The introduction、okay. of new morphosyntax into a language is incredibly rare. Is it?、That's, okay. Yes, because new morphosyntax is like it's word parts. You know, it's 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 functional bits of the language. So. The parts of the language that are least likely to change、um, or change the, at the slowest rate are function words, words like of or is,、um, and then that below that—that's a whole word. Below that are the parts of words. Parts of words <laughs> change in different rates, and morphosyntax is the rules in. About how words can combine. So, for example, in English, we have、um, very few places where we can put up one part of another, one part of one word into another. We usually only do that with curse words. So you get something like "absolutely."、Um, <laughs> that's called infixation. That's a bit of morphosyntax, where you can put a part of one word into another. Um, so、wait. lots of languages make usage of infixation, but English does not. We really only do it with curse words. So, like, where we break a word's morphemes in half and stick another word in the middle of it. So, what about like a term like "badass" or "badassery," which you know those are two separate words. They came together. They mean something, and then you keep going on with it. Like,、mm-hmm. So in、um, so you might think about like the erry of badassery. That is definitely、um, it's it's certainly development.、Um, that is morphosyntactic extension,、um, where you would take that erry, which belonged to another type of word,、um, and you would what we call that is it's called a lib fix. It's A suffix or an affix, a word part that was liberated from its previous type of word or, or its previous word, and it was stuck on to a, a new kind of word、um, that it didn't previously belong to, right? And badass like, like itself is, is an example of that,、like、right? Wokeism would be an example of that. Well, ism, yeah, ism definitely is,、um, but so yes and no because. We have、um, word parts in the language. Ism, for example, or something like、um, uh, uh, Asian or eyes, right?、Uh, that tell you that that word is doing something or is a certain part of speech.、Uh, 
Um, and so th- th- there are these bits of the language that have function on their own. They're not um, affixes or suffixes. And ism is one of them. It's a morpheme. It's a morpheme on its own. It's a functional morpheme. A functional morpheme. A morpheme, morpheme. is a word part. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Morphology is the study of word formation. Ooh. Morphology is the study of word. Uh, well, morphology in general is right. the study of how things come together. So outside of outside of linguistics like if you were an engineer and you say like morphology like if you're you know like you would be like looking at how like all the parts of something come together or an architect who you know worked on that or a surgeon who really like specialized in morphology right like people morphology is just in general like how parts come together in in linguistics it's word parts um, somebody who's looking at syntax is studying like the rules for sentence formation the grammar grammar in linguistics is the rules for making language in the brain like utterance creation um should i keep going semantics is about meaning that's like the formalized study of meaning it's like logic phonetics um, is sound okay <laughs> all right well then okay because i'm trying to understand all the words that explain the words that i use so I was reading an article. I was reading an article on, uh, it was in Mother Jones, and it says, Mike Flynn and the MAGA activists wage a war against the Florida hospital. And, and it talked about what's going on and, and, as, as, you know, in this hospital and they're against this hospital and what, what this hospital is doing. They're trying to destroy this hospital basically for being too woke. But something in the article stood out to me. It says in 2022, Four hospital board candidates ran on a so-called medical freedom platform. And it said, and three of them successfully unseated former board members. And people were not sure what health freedom stood for, but it sounded good. And I'm just wondering now, what, what is that when, when, when you, you know, they, they talk about how, you know, we're talking about whitewashing of history to make it more palatable. And, and we all know that there's like greenwashing where, where you can use wording to make a bad product sound good. So w- w- what do you call it then when you just create these phrases, you know, medical freedom as if there's been, you know, something against it or, you know, something running against the medical freedom all this time. So w- w- is there such a, is there a phrase for that or is there a, a study of that? Like just this kind of thing? You're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's marketing. That's it. That's just marketing. There could be, there could certainly be studies about these. I know, I know, I can't, I won't be able to think of the researcher um, off the top of my head. And I, but someone studied like the way that they talk about vegan meat. So like Beth. Yes, I saw that. Yes, I think I, I, <laughs> right? think I like, saw this uh, you know, article. Or, or, <laughs> like, or like chick, like chicken yes, with like chick the apostrophe, the, like right, chick right, n, right, right. Um, right? Um, and so that's not quite the same thing. But this idea of like having like greenwashing with packaging, um, uh, 
packaging ideology. But, but back in back in like I mean, the, there have certainly been studies about that. I don't know if there have been studies about that in my field, but and I I um, did uh, a little a tiny thing about freedom, just the word freedom itself, and how it's been like a catch-all um, for quite some time, especially in like the the rise of like super PACs. Um, because freedom is just everybody is like, yay, freedom. It's a great thing. It, it like appeals to like lots of bases for different reasons. And so like medical freedom, it's like, yeah, we don't know what that is. We don't know whose side that's on. <laughs> what, which direction is that pointed? I think is a question, um, because a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of people can be rallied behind freedom without actually really knowing where they're headed. I think is why that one that one word in particular is has proven to be useful for centuries now. Yes, it has. Uh, Leanne, are you going to weigh in a little bit? Here? I do want to weigh in because Kelly got me thinking. Freedom. We just throw that word out there, and it sounds great. Like, yeah, who doesn't want freedom? But then we realize that in reality we very much care who has freedom and how much freedom do they have and do they have more freedom than me you know or you know what group is free to do what uh we've emboldened um a billionaire class or uh, uh we, we 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 say we want no more kings and then we just recreate them in different ways and these people money privilege clearly gives you more freedom than say somebody who does not have as much money or who does not have as much education we we stratify in a, a capitalist caste system who's free to do what so freedom ain't free but some people do think that they are entitled to more of it than and you can others. appeal to them so I'm just, I'm just, you know, but what, what do I know? What do I know? <laughs> so do you think we should take any of these calls? There are people calling and I haven't even given out the number. Why not? All right. Should I give out the number? So, so people see, are, are you ready to take any calls there? Uh, Kelly? I don't, oh, you're asking Kelly. Kelly. No. You're not ready. <laughs> Jesus. You know I didn't want to talk about this. Listen, I didn't want to talk about woke. But it's okay. If you want to, we'll see how it goes. We'd have to take woke Let me calls. just say this and make yes. me say it on the air. I don't owe anybody an argument. Mm. I don't owe anybody my time, expertise, or talent. You can ask a question. You may not get an answer from me. I'm not here to fight with nobody. I, I don't. I have very limited time. I have limited time and energy, and I'm not going to waste it on foolishness. So y'all call in here angry if you want. I don't think anybody angry going to be calling. Y'all go, 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 call go, go help angry. the bear. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you uh, another question then before we would take a call. We can take some calls. It's you want to take some calls? <laughs> I can be brave. You can be brave. <laughs> Uh, well, I, you know, there's another word we could talk about here, too, because of what it's come to represent, because I think it represents more. Uh, it's more of an ideological uh, thing. But I just want to know your thoughts on, you know, just the word trans and what that's become 
Any thoughts on that, Kelly? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, you miss woke now, don't you? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's certainly it's certainly shifted. Um, I'll just <laughs> can I can I sidestep this with sure. a shameless plug, please? Um, that had the. At what you the dictionary that I work for it's not my dictionary okay um it is um the American speech the journal American speech we ha- have a quarterly dictionary um it's called among the new words and our next um edition which is open access so people can read it for free um is going to be on gender and sexuality terms and we have a an update to the entry on um, trans, which we originally covered in 2014. Um, And let's see if I can pull this up quickly and give you a bit of a preview. Give me the old definition and the new definition. I cannot give you the old definition, but I will give you the new one. (laughs) What? Let me see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly shifted, and I think that we can look at a word like this and really exemplify a lot of the things we've been talking about in this episode. That like as society moves forward, the words and how they're used and how people refer to them shifts as well, right? Because in just these handful of years, we've really seen folks pick this word up and start using it start using it more publicly um, even though it had existed for many decades in kind of a really stable like, like lexical and semantic space like it, it was meaning the same thing for a lot of people in a lot of places um, as, and like medically as well legally medically and personally this word was all meaning the same thing for a really long time and then we see this like explosion um, when it becomes much more public and so linguistically, this this happens in like 20 or 30 years. On the ground for people who are living in bodies, this feels like an eternity. But for language as it moves, that's incredibly rapid. So it's really interesting to look at this word and see like how as society changed, this word just took off with it. Um, and it's actually like mathematical. You can like plot it on a graph and it looks like an S on, on the curve. It's like a really sharp and high rise um, when you look at these types of change. I'm going to try and pull up an example, but maybe someone else should talk while I search. Yeah, no, well, I, I have a question there. And then, but you're going to say okay. something, Leanne, you're going to say something? Yeah, I, I will full out here admit my ignorance on the the term trans i have a i have a trans friend a fellow comic uh who's on uh the funny women of a certain age tour with us and you know knowing someone personally hearing her story what she's been through how her life was before she changed and then the decision to make the change and then living in the body of a woman now i mean it is absolutely fascinating and it's helpful for me um, to have that, uh, to, to, just to understand, do, do you need that for understanding? No, I don't think so. Cause the bottom line should be our shared humanity. 
why would I do anything to make the life of anybody different? I don't need to know, you know, your life story in order to know that you're a person. That, I mean, just first and foremost. But where my ignorance is, is am I getting the terms right? Am I understanding what gender is and isn't? I'm sorry, early Gen X did not have all of this. Nor am I in school or in a place where, you know, these things are being taught and covered. When did so, you realize you were cisgender? Uh, what? When somebody told me <laughs> as a slur because they were mad and not and not me personally. I'm like, so I'm I'm what? What am I now? But again, words, terms, definitions change, and to be up on and current with requires an education requires somebody showing and teaching you what these things are especially if you're not coming across it in your day-to-day education but also a desire for that education you know and and yes now i want to say this or i want to ask you this kelly i don't know if you've you've come up or i I like to call you kelly or dr wright but what i don't know if you've come her majesty her majesty dr wright dr wright (laughs) dr wright yes dr wright whose ted talk i am eagerly waiting for exactly uh (laughs) yeah her her nemesis is professor wrong but here's my question my my question my, my question is you know Trans, you said it had a specific meaning, but what's interesting about it is it could be transgender, transsexual, transdresser. It, it, it. Oh, those are all different things. They're all different things. Not to be confused at all with Trans Europe Express. No. Shout out okay, to Jenna. Okay, stop. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and you're calling me silly. Yeah. Okay. So, so my question is, when something then becomes just sort of a blanket term. Is is there a phrase for that when something, I mean, like woke has become this, this blanket term for all this, you know, just ideology that is, let's just say critical it, where as for the black community, it, it, like you were saying, Kelly, it means, yes, I, I want these things. I'm, I'm awake. I'm aware to this. And, and even during black lives matter, it was more about be aware that, your life could be in danger. There, there, there are elements that are against you. It, it was literally be awake, be alert. So that evolution and, and just that lumping together, is there something for that? Is that called something? Is that just the natural progression of words? It's, it's pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, it's generalization. I think that things can go in multiple directions. So you can think of some it, things can get more fine grained or more coarse grained. Um, there's, I guess, a question of which direction that happens. So you might start with something that's very general, uh, like the color red, and then it gets further fine grained, differentiated into multiple colors, and then something like a stop sign that's associational or a feeling like love or anger, fire. Right. Different things that can be under that like superordinate category of red. Um, there's a, and, and then there's a question of whether or not you're asking about things in the world, how we would actually refer to them with terms, how I would organize them in the dictionary, how they're organized in the mind, how the mind would actually retrieve them, what the memory does with them, what neurons do with them. Right. Those are all different questions, right? Um, different linguistic questions, right? About how they, right those like groups behave um 
So yeah, when we're looking at something like trans, I don't know. As far as like the T in LGBTQ, right? I think we can think of trans in that way as like a general category. But I don't, it's like you said, there's so many different ways in which, let me give, instead of trying to speak for a community that I don't belong to, let me give Mm. myself as an example. Um, I'm bisexual, but I identify as queer. And so like, if I was gonna put myself in LGBTQ, I'd choose Q over B. Um, and that's because, you know, I, yeah, I count myself a member of the queer community. I, I feel more of an affinity with queerness. I don't know what biculture is. Um, there's lots of different reasons why I choose that. We could maybe talk about the history of the word queer if you wanted, but that's like, um, yeah, that's my affinity. That's how I, that's how I identify. That's how I choose to be in the world. There might be a lot of other, there might be a lot of people right who fall on that spectrum as well but also like live in bodies that are changing um or they're choosing to change so i think that it's uh it's very personal um what is going on with this word and gender and self-expression in this moment and so i don't i think um and I don't want to be offensive with this to anyone. I think there's a bit of a flaw in the question, right? Of saying like, what does it mean? What are we doing? How, who, how do we use it? Where do we put it? What, what do I do with this term? Is like, there's something much larger in motion and that term is just going to keep responding to it. It's just going to, and so what you can do with it is just let it ride. Let it ride, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when, which is hard. It's hard. When you said, you know, that you would pick Q over B, my brain, my silly brain was like, yeah, I guess I'm B because B's for black. <laughs> and black doesn't mean one thing. Do you know what I mean? You, you mm-hmm, know, they, 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 mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the sh- that, that overall arching term, there's so much underneath that. There's so much depth. There's so That's much complexity. Example of how people define themselves um and i'm not not, well i'm not even getting into the colonialization of that term but just regular folks how you define you and what what you lead as so then i guess what what we should be saying is having people allowing people the space and the freedom to define themselves when you meet them, when you when you come across people, instead of making assumptions, we should never be making these assumptions. But if we're starting at the base with somebody's humanity, you're not going to offend them. Like, dude, well, how, you, who you, are you? What do you? Well, how do you want to be addressed? How do you want to be called? Boom. Next thing. The the irony of of this, I think, in America, okay, because there, there are countries where you know it's been illegal to be anything other than whatever the dominant, you know thinking is but uh, the irony is that america prides itself on uh, um, the individual and individualism that's being different. An well, that's my point 
that's the irony. Because oh, here we're, it is. It's really ironic, it's right? It's ironic. It's ironic well, that yeah, here we are. Well, yeah, as long as you're my kind of individual. Well, that's my point. I mean, <laughs> I feel like America takes individualism to the point of what I call toxic individualism. It's very toxic. Yeah, it's toxic individualism. Yet, everything that's happening now is, is to halt being anything other than this part of the pack here. This pack. If you're not part of this pack, you know, that... that, that that individualism does well, not matter. America has never addressed its caste system. Well, you see, that's the other thing, too. That's the other irony of trying to hide history and trying to say, why does it have to be about race? That's sort of like saying, well, I want to learn how to build a house. Why does it have to be about wood? You know what I'm saying? It's like... <laughs> It's like, Why does this oh, have to be about manual labor? Exactly. <laughs> what, what? How are you going to not talk about what the structure of the house is and talk about building a house? Because we are all about the press release. That comes back to that marketing thing. That uh, yes, you know, medical like, freedom. Let's not dig too deep. Medical freedom. Let's Vote not, for me. Let's not pull at that thread. Vote for me. I'm for medical freedom. You know, there was a great movie. Uh, medical uh, freedom. Not a great movie. The great moment in this this built this um, Chris Rock movie where he's running for president and uh, they. You know, they they were talking about how ridiculous it got with with the campaign. And at one point, you know, they were like, you know, he's pro cancer, you know, like and it was just it was just a ludicrous thing. Like he said something about a cancer. But that's how it is where whatever you say, the whole idea, the idea that being um, conscious is a bad thing. You know, I I. And maybe this time never existed, but I want somebody to win on the merits. You know, don't distract me with foolishness. Don't That's distract me fiction. with, you know, gotcha century. headlines. I, 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 dude, what is your plan? Like, we're, we're fussing over gender and banning books and all of this. And there are folks who are going to bed hungry tonight. In what is supposed to be, by the press release, the greatest country in the world. We well, got folks not only slipping through the cracks, they're being shoved through the chasms. Listen, that's why I say we are not in any way an advanced civilization. We're no, just not. We're no, not advanced. No, we can't be arguing about the color of the sky when people are hungry, homeless, not educated. Like We, 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 we stepping through all the way past real substantive issues to, to focus on nonsense. Well. Well, there it is. Welcome to America. Now, I do want to say that you are tuned to Listener Sponsored Radio WBA. I have two great guests here. Uh, first, Dr. Kelly Wright, uh, if people want to hear some of, you know, you've, you've given some great talks. You've, like, where can people find some of your work? Yeah, I'm on I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm in the graveyard of Twitter. Racia <laughs> <laughs> um, Linguistic. Um, just an IC at the end. And then um, I'm also at Virginia Tech. I'm at Kelly Wright at vt.edu. So you can get me there. Um, and then I'm pretty easily Googleable. <laughs> Google. Googleable. Say that three times Googleable. fast. Yes. And uh, Ms. Lord. All the things that are you. Where, where can people find things all Leanne Lord? All things Leanne Lord are, are aggregated at veryfunnylady.com. Um, I'm still hanging out on Twitter because I love a good dumpster fire. 
Um, I'm on TikTok until uh, America says we can't no more because why do we want the Chinese to be able to get our information when America wants first crack at it? Uh, and I'm on Instagram. So Leanne Lord, veryfunnylady.com. I don't hide. I too am Googleable. <laughs> Googleable. Look at oh, that. and LinkedIn because I'm serious. All right. Okay. All right. That's what, isn't that where it says Cat Mom? It might. Yeah. I'm sure it does. That seems like the more serious place to put that. So, uh, <laughs> now, if you're t- tuned to this listener-sponsored radio, then you know that listener, that's you, sponsor, that's what I'm about to ask you to do, to sponsor us, to lend your support. If you enjoy the programming here, if you enjoy the information, you enjoy the conversation, you enjoy the music, enjoy the Life is Like Science Fiction, yes, we'll talk about the giant blob, but... All I will say is that what you should do right now is make a pledge. That's right. You can call right now, 212-209-2950, to make a pledge. Not to talk to us, but to make a pledge. And what I really need, and this is what the the general manager told me, we need to get 10 WBAI buddies. So that means like a WBAI buddy is like a regular listener. You're going to commit to a year of, I say $30 a month, just to acknowledge the amount of time that Night Shift's been around. So, yeah, 212-209-2950. Make a pledge right now in the name of Night Shift. Become a WBAI buddy if you like the show. If, if you like Leanne. If you like Dr. Kelly Wright. If you like me, I was going to see if that there's somebody's been calling steadily. I want to see if I can actually bring them in. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. All right, look at that. After all that time, they're not there. I'm going to, I'll give the listener call in number. I'm going to give it out 212-209-2877. If you have some question about words and you want to speak to an actual ratio linguist, like how many times in life do you think you'll actually get to speak to one? Okay. You know? There's not that many of us on that's the planet, right. that's to be right. honest. That's right. They do not roam the earth in large numbers. Very seldom seen together. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Out in the wild. All so right, we, fine. I'll go back to school. I'll put in the work. Oh, my God. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I would love to see uh, you as a ratiolinguist. I actually would, too. That or a lawyer. But the world don't need no more lawyers. Yeah. This is true. 
All right, anyway, the phone number is 212-209-2877. So there, there are a couple of other things that I, I do want to ask you about, um, specifically you. Uh, and, and when it comes down to um, colloquialism, that's something we've touched upon before. Now, at what point does something... You know, let's say in the, in the in the in in the evolution of a word. You know, like we've talked about woke, we've talked about trans, and and I feel, you know, in the black community, there've been a lot of words that were had meaning in our community that got co-opted, and then it's like, damn, I'm not going to say that anymore. You know, so um, at what point does something become a colloquialism, and and when it's pulled from one culture to another? And it's it becomes a completely different colloquialism. Is there a word for that too? Change. Stop. <laughs> no, that, that, that's okay. the answer. She's a that's quick learner. Answer. She's a quick learner. All right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, any thoughts on anything yeah, I was? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, okay. To give you a to give you a more robust uh, <laughs> answer robust, to that, because that robust, is, I mean, okay. to be honest, that really is like the. The broad answer is that it, okay. it really is just changed. I mean, it, I know that, that is not satisfying, um, but it, it's just that a word's meaning just necessarily changes. So, um, when if if left alone, right, um, the it would shift a little, right? The way we were, the way we've used most words have shifted or the word itself has fallen out of use. And so, and that is change, right? Um, and so I think when, when we're looking at terms that get picked up by different groups of people over time or, um, just have meaning that develops or, or like further enriches like or or maybe like moves in different directions I just I think that that's all of those different types of change are are certainly not none of them are special like within one thing um we talk in linguistics a lot about like change from above versus change from below which looks at like power dynamics um to in like within a society so you would have you know like one language group and another language group and you would say you know this is like getting at your question about like colloquialisms like when does something that like a group is using you know that has like less power but like they're you know it takes on like a cultural like cachet like when does that happen and then like moves into like more mainstream um and then like vice versa because you get like a word like conversate, which is definitely like taken, it, it, that has changed from above, right? Where you get an, what, what we call like overcorrection or like overgeneralization. Um, I don't really love this term, but it, that is like a lot of different, we see this in a lot of different things where it's like you take a rule and you apply it to lots of other words. And so like that versate thing is like added because we say, I want to make this sound more formal or I want to make it whatever. But then we like took it and we're playful with it forever. Right. Um, so those are like different examples. Um, I think that how do we know when a word has gone from something that was being like used with an in-group and is now like being used in the out group 
um, appropriation or it, um, like even like people will say like bastardization or like stealing or like taking that, that kind of stuff. It feels, it feels a little too agentive for me. I think that they're just natural lang- like engines of language change. Like language is going to move from, is more often moves from top or from below. So change from below is more common than change from above. Um, the younger people drive language change in general. Young uh, women <laughs> drive language change in general. Um, so and so, wait, so and that's in, and that's in make, every society across time. So just to make sure I understand. So let's say a word like bad becoming meaning good would be a, cool a change from below or sick or or sick or <laughs> Ill, like Ill or Ill. got you got you fire um right i mean all of those things that right um right uh younger people drive language change and so when we think about change from below, like younger people have less power in the world and they're the ones who are driving language change. So like that it's always moves into the mainstream. Their words always move into the mainstream because they always become adults. (laughs) Is that why black culture influences language so much? So like a lot. Is it why black culture specifically does? Yeah. That is certainly has been studied in many, many fields, not just my own. Um, why, why is blackness fascinating and interesting to our, you know, the media? Why, why, you know, is the quickest way for a black person to make a million dollars to exploit their body in some way, either in our military or in our media or on the sporting field? I can't answer that question for you. I can't answer why people want to watch us on television. Um, and well, consume more, everything that we do, but not support us in any other veins of no. Industry. But I meant more. I meant yeah. more specifically. I mean, all those ways uh, clearly as well. But I meant more specifically, like in language, where phraseology from black, black phraseology, you know, becomes cool. It becomes part of American sure. lex, lexicon. So yeah, and, and it has, I think, more than any other culture that I can think of that's come here. Um, right. I mean, I just don't, I'm, I'm not denying that. I no, just don't just, know. I just want to know if you feel that's, again, you said younger people have less power. Is it, are you saying those who are in less power have a tendency to influence the language more than those in power is basically what It's I'm not doing. necessarily what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the situation that you're pointing out is a, an example of change from below. And change from below is the most common type of language change. So colloquialisms shifting from a group with less power to a group with more power in and of itself isn't particularly special. That kind of thing has happened throughout time. It happens in all sorts of societies. So this group here, it happens to be black people. But it's not anything about blackness itself that makes the words appealing um, or feeds them into the mainstream. Does that make more sense about like what I'm trying to say? Because no, you sure. Yeah. 
Um, but I think that, you know, in this instance, um, and, and I think that's like part of, because you asked like, how do we know when something becomes a colloquialism? I think that things are always becoming them. Um, they're ha- it's happening all the time. And so it's very difficult to predict which word's gonna make it, which word's gonna make it out of your friend group. And, that, and that's literally what happens. I mean, it's a handful of kids say something and then it catches on in a classroom and then a city and then everyone is, it, then it's in a rap song and everyone's saying it. I mean, it's it's like that. I mean, it's, or, or whatever, or whatever. It ends up being on television, ends up being in a meme. It ends up being on TikTok. It ends up whatever. I mean, the, how it gets out, um, you know, it was in Chaucer. It was, <laughs> right? I mean, it's how it gets out is just incidental. Um, language, I guess, is, you know, again, it's like an evolving system. It's going to find its way around. Leanne, you were going to say something. I, I, I was when your slang, your, your shorthand um, evolves and is taken up uh, by grown-ups or by the dominant culture is usually the signal of when you're supposed to stop saying it. It's not cool anymore. Exactly, exactly. You know, when somebody, when you when you hear um, mainstream folks, this is back in the day, of course, going, you go, girl. It's like, okay, well, I'm going now. Yeah, that, that, uh. that phrase is done. You know, and that... I guess because of um, social media happens much faster now than it did. Um, so wor- words or words or phrases are coming coming in before I even know what they are. I'm I'm in, I'm in that group now. I'm older. I'm like, wait, what 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 are we saying now? We standing for stuff? What does this mean? What's I stand? Is there more to this? And young folks just looking at me like auntie, auntie, come on, <laughs> like, auntie, trying to keep up. <laughs> You know, so yeah, yeah I'm in that at that group that when I start saying it, it's done. So you know, be careful what you mock. I guess. I'm yeah, sorry. and in our dictionary, like it's called among the new words, and we really like to say that as soon as we um, put something in it, we've successfully killed it. It's over. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we're we're really like a nail in the coffin type publication. All right. Yeah. Now speaking of that, that comes back to you going to read us a new version of trends. No, I'm not. Wait, why? Because that moment has passed. Don't have it. Well, you don't have it. She doesn't have it. Okay. But I I also like the idea that young people, uh, and particularly women, that makes sense, um, but I'm sure boys contribute as well, um, put their stamp on and change language. That's what young, the new people always do. They're new. They want to make their mark, whether it's music or dancing or language, because they think they've invented everything. And for themselves, they have. They're new to this. You know, you want to have these, I, lo- I find these these polls like, who's the greatest of all time? And then people want to want to say it's Michael Jackson. And you say Michael Jackson until you see what the Nicholas Brothers did. You know, so you got to have some history and perspective. It's like each generation has to recreate and present who their greats are. But you really... Not if you're black, though, and in the South. And the new bill, you saw the new bill in Florida where they want to get rid of all Asian studies, all Jewish studies, all uh, Latino studies, all of that. 
I don't understand how there's not a mass exodus out of Florida. Well, I've been reading that a lot of students... I'm not even sure I can perform there anymore. A lot of students who are applying for colleges, especially, uh, you know, the students who are most affected, but are transferring to different colleges from these states that have these laws now. I don't even understand how we're not exposing students to this on the on the collegiate level, which is still not good well, enough because not everybody goes to college. Well, you see, that's I the mean, thing. they're pulling classes from there too in Florida. So yeah. So and here, here's the irony of that. So so then it, so then that means you are literally. This is what I see happening. The science fiction part of me. This is the new segregation. Like you create communities where you're unwelcome and those who are unwelcome don't want to go there. They don't want to go to school there. They don't have any rights there. Mm. You know, and of course, if you're a woman, you're really screwed because like, where are you going to go? So here, here we are. This is to me 21st century segregation. That's what I see happening. Does that make sense to both of you? you know, they don't I call keep, it that though. I keep feeling like these people, these are the folks who watched Disney movies growing up and rooted for the villains. Like, is this who you wanted to be? Is this is this who you really are? Like, how do we? Uh, uh, how do you? If children in Germany can read the Diary of Anne Frank, how are children in America not reading To Kill a Mockingbird? You know, you really threatened by knowledge and and what's in this book, everybody. Awareness. I, I'm I'm struggling. Well, I am I, I, definitely struggling with, and this is why I, I've really sort of you know cut back on my um, my news intake. I mean, listen, I, I get I, I get the basics, and, the, and I know the the important stuff slips through, but I can't I can't bathe in this ignorance. You can't bathe in the ignorance. Yeah. I understand. I think Kelly's nodding her head in agreement. It's a lot. It's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's incredibly regressive. It's, it's you know, I almost feel like the women of America should be asking the women of Afghanistan for pointers. <laughs> How do we survive? That part. This is, you know, what, what this, this, this fear, I don't know if it's fear or, or what other words you can substitute there, of women and other, you know, we're, we're catering to our basest instincts here because humans naturally tribalize but it's like hey one people one planet y'all what are we doing well you know again coming to the science fiction point i have to say like if i were the aliens like if the aliens were like hovering invisibly yeah. and they were debating like should we go down should we meet with these creatures i would look at what they're doing and I would say, nah, let's let's go to the next galaxy and see if there's any intelligent life form there. I, I still believe that uh, if if aliens are real, they bring their children here as a cautionary tale. You think so? See, Earth, this is what happens when you don't stay in school, everybody. This is what happens when you don't listen to your mom and dad and eat your vegetables or eat your humans. <laughs> Stop. You think you think humans should be eaten? I don't think to so. To serve man. I know. I saw that episode. I'm just saying. All right. There's a lot of people who have been doing? calling all this time. Hello. You're on the air. Oh, Daryl McPherson, Bronx, New York. Daryl McPherson. So did you did you have a question for any of I, our First of all, I guests? want to ask, please fill out the archive information for the show. Okay. I just realized I've been listening for, what is it, an hour and 45 minutes, and I've 
because it was so transfixing, mm. I failed to get down the spelling of the names and the contact information. So if you would be so kind as to put that. All right. Well, well, as a matter of fact, if you go, it's in the archives. If you go, there's links. I have links on their names. When you okay. click on their names, it takes you to their sites. Yes. But they're going to give it out before the end of the show. So well, what were you going to say? That's sort of hard to have a conversation when you can always say maybe Leanne and Doc. However, we're going to move on. Um, the, the piece about the about women in societies on the planet in general is something that uh, is like very disturbing for me because I'm having trouble being African American, a, a male of African descent living in this country for give or take, depending on when I wasn't killing people overseas, maybe seventy years, and um, I really, really admire the ability for women to just continue to move through this stuff. So getting up to getting up to the word piece, um, I no, noticed starting back with politically correct that the dominant culture will take a word, change the, um, the meaning of the word, and then vilify people who use the word as it was originally intended to be used for using the word. That's something that I've experienced in in a, in, a, in the period of time here. Two, listeners, please, we need $600 for this last two hours to save WBAI and to get a new phone system so that people can get on the air without having to wait like a minute and a half before the phone even rings. Not to mention you need staff and you need stuff. And maybe you would like to give Mike some money for providing these people to give you an education. This right, is give the, Mike this some the, money. Give Mike some money. This is the other piece. The way that people with, with limited income can donate to the station is to go to goodsearch.org, sign up. What does sign up mean? You put in an email address and create a password. Then put in, all in capitals, WBAI space dash space 99.5 space FM. And choose it as your cause of choice. Every time you do a search, you get one penny. Now, if you don't do like maybe 50 searches after listening to the show, just trying to figure out, what both Leanne and the doctor were talking about, then your ignorance will be your destruction. Mm. Because let me, you talked about TikTok for a minute. You're getting ready to pass a law to ban TikTok because TikTok is a security risk. Now, if you're a citizen of a country and you believe in the free market, wouldn't it make sense if someone gives you the proof that the piece of software you're using is a threat to your national integrity that you would just stop using it what is the purpose of the law right if you have to have pass a law in order to get your citizens to according to the representatives move in their own interest isn't that a violation of your free market there's so many things that are ironic about you know government about humans uh you know I mean, why do they have to have automatic flushes in the toilet? I mean, why can't 
people just, I mean, why did they even have to invent that? That's actually so, a sanitary thing. Well, I'm just saying, people don't do it. That's that's part of part of the reason. But I, I agree with you. They don't flush it. They don't, you know. Right. Ooh, that, that's but, yeah, come on. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, there was a time when you think about it in in certain areas of the country that had um, certain sewage systems, they would tell you to refrain from using the flush because of the system. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's, this is however, not... this is the twenty first. Yeah, century. I was going to say we're in the twenty yeah. first century. Come on. Right. So that's um, that I'm trying to do. I, I appreciate that. Well, Darren, I want to see if there's any other people there uh, before I, I, I think Okay, we... so we're, we're going to refrain from using that other G word, and we're going to, every time we do a search, use good search. Right, Mike? Uh, well, you know. That's you're... money in the bank. Okay. All right. Darren Thank McPherson. you. Thank you. All right. Hello, you on the air. Hello. Okay. All right, I'll give out the phone number one more time. We take one last call, 212-209-2877. And for those who missed your contact info, uh, Leanne Lord, I don't think it's hard to remember, but how can people find you? Well, because uh, my name can only be spelled if you know me very well and love me. Um, it's Leanne Lord, L-E-I-G-H-A-N-N-L-O-R-D. That's me on all my social media. But uh, that is a, a bit challenging. Veryfunnylady.com will get you to me. And as I will now say, now and forevermore, I am Googleable until something G-thrones Google. That's it. And and to, to the racio-linguist who invented the term... <laughs> or, or coined the term here on the show. I say? You certainly did not. Right. Um, you, coined, you coined it here on the very show. Very old term, and I, um, you yes, popularized I popularized it here on the you show. Popularized yes, it. You popularized it. Yeah, in our mythos, um, I'll, I'll claim it. I, um, yeah, I can be found on Twitter at racio-linguistic. Um, it's with an I C, and then um, it's K E L L Y right um at vt.edu um i'm at virginia tech um and yeah imminently googleable even with that uh very generic name <laughs> eminently googleable so uh I, we didn't get to really talk about the um the giant sea blob that is twice the width of the U.S. headed toward Florida, and it's already in the Caribbean. Do you know about this? You don't know about this. That I, I did look it up. You did look it up. It's, but since I'm not a beach person, I really don't care. Well, it is, <laughs> it is it is creating dead zones. I mean, the listening to the report is worth listening to. It's a three-minute thing, but we don't have time now. So I'll, I'll, I can do more on this in the coming weeks because I don't think this is going to go away twice the size of the U.S. And I'm going to be going to Barbados soon. And they said that Barbados is getting five to six feet of this seaweed. Washing up takes 1,600 mm. trucks a day, 1,600 trucks a day to move it off the, the beach. Really? That's I didn't even know they had 1,600 trucks on, on, in, in That's Barbados. all the trucks. That's, that's like, a, that's all, a that's dude like, in a Camry. That's every truck driver in Barbados must be, I mean, <laughs> you know, so. Well, yeah. Well, can we check in and see maybe the murder hornets can help with this? Uh, you know, because I remember that uh, story that, that was supposed to end the world. Well, no, they just came and they 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 decided not. To. They came, they saw, they, they said, decided, eh. they decided not exactly. They decided not to. The murder hornets said, eh, and they're gone. 
So, medical freedom. What does that mean? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's a, uh, it's a new uh, word. It's a new term. Yes. Who? Oh, who is this? Somebody's here. Who is this? Who is this? Mike? Yes. It's me, Tom from the Bronx. Tom from the Bronx. Holy smoke. Tom, you're still with us. So, did yeah, you have a... Your, did, your voice is very, like, distant. I'm distant? I'm sorry. I... And... You know... How's it, everything? I'm I'm good. I'm still here on Earth. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here. Everything's good. Have you been listening to the show, or you just woke up and tuned in? Mike? Yes. Can you hear me? I'm here. Tom? I don't think Tom can hear me. Tom? Hello? Tom? Yeah? Can you hear me, Tom? I don't think Tom can hear me. I'm sorry, Tom. Uh, well, uh, well, I do want to say... Uh, Dr. Kelly Wright, it has been a pleasure having you here. I feel like we've gotten, once again, an education uh, about yeah. a number of things. Um, Thank you. Ms. Lord? Sir? I have enjoyed your uh, company here as well. This and... has been delightful because it's been a minute. Yes. It's been a minute. And, I, and I, I very much appreciate you sort of coordinating this so I can be on with Kelly. Uh, I, I totally love her and what she does and I guess because maybe in another life I too could have been a ratio linguist because I, I love words. <laughs> I you know I mean you know undergrad I was an English major I do words for a living, you know so you know who knows but I very much appreciate um, the work she does in the world and to be here tonight, you know of course after having a nap <laughs> is is very much a delight so thank you for having me. Well and I appreciate both of you. Both of you who are both extraordinarily good with words and helping us understand the world better. So, this has been Night Shift. We are here on Mondays from 10 p.m. till midnight. We're live. It's like science fiction and the website. In case you went there and the website where we have over 10 years of episodes just go to life is like science fiction.com we've refreshed it a bit we're going to be updating it there's going to be new stuff but you can go there now and see a lot of vintage night shift that's life is like science fiction.com you can find us on facebook n-i-t-e-s-h-i-f-t night shift and put a z at the end you'll find us on instagram and twitter Till next week. <laughs>